0: The views expressed on the following program of those of its host and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Once again, it's uh, John DePietro on this Monday, 106. On this, tu- excuse me, Tuesday. What is wrong, folks? I'm having one of those days. It's Tuesday, August 11th. Wake up, Juan. Come on. Uh, No, it is um, right now. It is 106 on this Tuesday, August 11th. We're standing by. I was just trying to find out, uh, check some information about the situation with uh, Biden. The Biden pick is imminent. If it happens, we'll bring it to. you. We do have a uh, Trump campaign guest that's going to join me coming up. Liz Harrington is going to join me coming up shortly. So we're watching that. And then they are listing, releasing the speaker's. Of who's going to be speaking next week. And I will tell you about that as well. And also, there is a big development, two big developments locally. One has to do with the schools and one has to do with travel. And I'm going to tell both, uh, tell you about both of those in just a moment. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by R&R Roofing. All work is guaranteed. Are you thinking of getting a new roof? Go with the best R&R Roofing. Free estimate. Call them for a free estimate today. 401. 823-1330. 401-823-1330 for R&R Roofing. Fully insured license, whether it's all types of shingle, flat roofs. If you're thinking of getting a new roof, repairing your roof, call Richard Rossi, R&R Roofing today. Again, all work is guaranteed. They're the best. Angie's List, the past 10 years, number one, you tell them that John DePietro sent you. Now listen to me, at 107... On this Tuesday, August 11th, if you're thinking of getting a new roof, call R&R Roofing, Richard Rossi, 401-823-1330. Write down that number, 823-1330 for R&R Roofing. So we're standing by for Liz Harrington from the Trump campaign that's going to join me. We're also monitoring situation with if former Vice President Joe Biden announces his VP pick, we'll bring it to you. It's either going to be today or it's going to be tomorrow. There's different clues out. The latest clues we have is Camilla Harris. Senator Harris is speaking next week, but she has unfollowed former Vice President Biden on Twitter. It may not seem significant, but believe me, that is significant. That's number one. Number two, Susan Rice, former national security. She is not listed right now to speak at the convention. And that is significant because Elizabeth Warren is scheduled, Camilla Harris is scheduled, Susan Rice goes back. I think that's a safe pick by the Biden campaign if they end up going with Susan Rice. The reason why is because she's already been vetted. She was national security advisor during the Obama administration. They have some rapport there. She is not seen as like a politician. She's not seen as someone that is angling for that. She does have national security experience. The downside with Susan Rice is the Trump people would uh, be criticizing her. She was uh, in charge and part of the whole situation that happened with Benghazi. I'd be willing to bet their feeling that the Benghazi situation is not going to affect them with independent voters in the swing states. That's my guess. If you pick Susan Rice, I think that is a safe choice. She is a woman of color. Um, she is a black woman, and she would. She's not seen as like an Elizabeth Warren or. There's definitely nothing polarizing about Susan Rice. She's not exciting, but that could end up being the pick. She is definitely someone to um, to watch and consider. So we'll find out what Liz Harrington thinks. But they are dragging this out, folks. They're dragging this out. Now, listen on this. Tuesday. You want to stay healthy. Some other news of the day is we have been taken off the Connecticut and New York uh, advisory list, which means people from New York and Connecticut, they can come to Rhode Island, and then when they return, they won't have to quarantine. So that's good for Newport. That's good for Narragansett. That's good for Block Island. That's good for Westerly. And conversely, if you are listening right now and you have to either go back to school or travel to new york or connecticut you won't have to quarantine when you get there so that is good news today and then the other news is governor armando was saying that she thinks now she's leaning towards delaying school for two weeks i think that is a concession of time off to the teachers i don't think that accomplishes anything uh the unions are battling her and in that battle, I would give that one to the unions because they want that off. Folks, I told you back in June, the Providence teachers bragged they've never gone back to school before Labor Day. Never. And when Governor Mundo announced she wanted everybody back in school Monday, August 31st, I didn't believe it then. And obviously now they may not go back. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to by It's My Health Stop in and see our friend Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. The name of the store, It's My Health. You know what it is, that old white church. Now, not only does Marie have vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, hemp and CBD products, but It's My Health. I mean, that is a full collaborative. They have uh, Liz, Lisa Wood, we're going to have her on, the reflexologist. We also had on Lizzie Choquette last week, the massage therapist. They have local products. It's My health, including a Kyberry. Stop in and see Marie. There's you've driven past her, and now's your excuse to pop in. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or you can call her at 305 3585. 305 3585, and it's my health in Cumberland. Now, folks, before we talk to Liz Harrington, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It's 112 on this Tuesday. You know, what I watched last night, like many of you, boy, that was disturbing. That was disturbing. These people are nuts. The fact that the president of the United States had to leave the podium in the middle of the briefing because there was some kind of a shooter outside. Oh, this, I, I was filled with anger. And this is disgraceful what is going on. That they just feel that they can't beat him in an election. So th- this is pathetic. And notice, I didn't hear it condemned. There were some progressives and others celebrating. The other situation in Chicago is a complete disgrace you know there's a story out that the daily mail has that they're trying to rationalize saying that looting is the new form of as far as reparations and the rationale they're saying is well all of those stores are insured so they're trying to say that looting is kind of the modern day reparations and it should be allowed that that was that should be condemned that is there was false information how about last night Seattle votes to defund their police force. Who would want to live there? Who in their right mind would want to live there? Insanity. Chicago's in a lockdown now after that. But that's what they're saying. That that is the new form of reparations. That uh, looting. As if somehow that that should be allowed. That that somehow should uh, be tolerated in some way. And that in, in any way... Uh, that that should be tolerated, where they're going to have uh, that somehow that that's justified. They're trying to justify it in that way. I mean, that is just um, ridiculous. So no, that is that is criminal in nature, and, and that should not be in any way acceptable. And to try to justify it in that way. But what do you make of the fact that You know, what does it tell you that these people are defunding it? All right, folks, joining us right now on the line with the uh, Republican National Committee and the Trump campaign is our friend Liz Harrington. Good afternoon, Liz Harrington. Hey, good
1: afternoon, John. Thanks
0: for having me. Liz, uh, let's start off with this whole thing of, uh, boy, the Biden campaign, what a mess this VP choice has turned into from the demands, the infighting, dragging it out. Boy, this shows that, that a real undecisive and inability to make a decision they're dragging out this long.
1: You know, that's such a good point. Uh, They teased this for weeks now. Uh, You know, we're joking that Joe Biden hasn't remembered, can't remember who he picked. (laughs) That's how they're trying to convince them, you know, which person is the right person. Of course, he backed himself into a corner. He can only pick uh, likely an African-American woman. But really... The real disaster here is that Joe Biden, regardless of who he picks, he's not going to be running anything. And what who will be running things is the radical left, the same people who spied on President Trump's campaign and weaponized government, the full weight of government against their political opponents. That's what you get in Susan Rice, if it's Kamala Harris, you get the same thing. I mean. Talk about using uh, the weight of government as attorney general and going after your political opponents. That's what they do in California. And look at the devastating consequences. We're seeing the far-left ideology wreaking havoc across these Democrat-run cities. And that is what Joe Biden will nationalize because the people really running things are all radical leftists.
0: How about the fact last night, I mean, Seattle voting to defund their police department. What an absolute disgrace. Who would want to live there?
1: It's so devastating because this dangerous ideology, it has real-life consequences. And, you know, they've left town, the news cameras. They were stoking this division. They joined the side of these protests, all of a sudden they said, oh, it doesn't matter about social distancing. Social justice is more important, right? All of a sudden, the lectures were out the window. And then what happened? They descended into riots. Democrat mayors and governors did not step up and defend the livelihoods and lives of the law abiding citizens in cities like Minneapolis and Seattle and what we've seen in Portland just riots night after night. Who gets hurt? The law-abiding citizen, the person who came to this country to live out the American dream. This is what they're escaping from. They don't want this third-world anarchy and left-wing disaster. They don't want that in this country. That's not what this country has ever been about. And it has real consequences. Look at the crime rates. Look at the communities who are going to be hurt the most. They're keeping the schools closed. They're shutting off opportunity, even before the pandemic, being against school choice. And they punish you if you achieve the American dream. In Seattle, they'll hit you with a tax for making six figures, which means you worked hard, you worked your way up. They'll tax you, and you know what they'll do with their taxpayer dollars? They'll send their government workers to re-education camp uh, to apologize for their whiteness. And then they'll hire a social justice librarian that pays six figures. It's so upside down. They have their priorities all out of whack. And just what America needs and what these Democrat-run cities desperately need is a jolt of common sense, a restoring of what's great about this country, getting the government out of the way and letting Americans, no matter what your station in life is, no matter where you come from, Give them an equal shot at the American dream and stop politicizing justice. That is the problem. We've seen the horrific consequences. And President Trump is doing everything he can to take his, put a stop to it. We need Democrat mayors and governors. The offering hand is there. Do what's best for your citizens. Take President Trump's help. Let's restore law and order and get back to peace and prosperity in this country
0: trade. Folks, we're speaking with Liz Harrington. Liz, you're exactly right. And on top of that, boy, the president is coming off. I think he's in a good groove. He's doing various interviews. He is out there. Uh, they're trying to govern during this pandemic. He's giving states the resources that they need. But you're seeing someone even talk about calm under pressure. Last night, the, the White House press briefing ushered off by the Secret Service, shooter outside. The president very calm, then returns and continues the briefing. This is a president with ice water in his veins.
1: It's amazing, and you know it, it, it. couldn't be further from the truth. The way the media tries to paint him, it is such a lie. The way they paint him. But uh, you're right to you mention these interviews he's been doing. I just listened to one he did with Hugh Hewitt this morning. He did another one with Fox News Radio, uh, Sports Radio. Uh, There's such great interviews and. Americans, just listen to yourself. Watch for yourself. Tune into the briefings. Is this the man that the media portrays? Or is this a leader? Is this our commander in chief? Is this someone who's fighting to get the job done? Who's putting, it's not politics. It's how can we solve problems? That's all President Trump is. He's a problem solver. He did it in the business world. That's what he's doing in Washington and just go to the source, stop tuning in to these far left media outlets that really do not like this country. They don't want us to succeed. They don't want Americans to succeed because they're so blinded by their animosity and hatred towards this man. And I think Americans see through it. And so just go to the source. President Trump works day in and day out. He hardly ever sleeps and he gets up and he says, what can we do to advance the interests of the American people? That's it. That's what drives him. And he's done such an amazing job delivering real results. We saw it before the pandemic from Communist China. We're already seeing it in the V shaped recovery. We're going to get back to even better than where we were before. You know why? Long term, more strategically. We were already bringing back some core manufacturing. But because of what China did in that communist regime lying to the world going forward, we're going to be in an even better position. Because guess what? We're going to cut regulations even more. We're going to make it incentivize business to start in this country even more. We're going to hold China accountable. We're going to do all of these amazing things that made the fundamentals so strong going into the pandemic, but they'll make us even stronger when it comes to our national security and the real threats that this country faces, not the Democrats' collusion conspiracy theory that they're still pushing because all they can do, all they have are lies.
0: Folks, she is Liz Harrington. Liz, great job, great to talk to you. I'm sure I'll be talking to you again and be well.
1: You too, thanks so much, John.
0: All right, folks, there it is, Liz Harrington right here. On the John DePietro show, right now it is 122. I want to remind you, someone that wants to help you save money are my friends at AE Mazika Insurance Services, and I want you to call them. I'm going to give you their number today, and it's very simple. I'll give you a number, their number, just a moment. AE Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. You can call them at 401. 353-9300. Free consultation. It's Scott, it's Alex, it's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 353-9300. They'll help you save money on your home, your business, life insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. And this time of year, you have seasonal, seasonal insurance. Things like, you know, for jet skis or a motorcycle or a pool or an RV. But here's the thing. Give yourself a raise. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Get a free consultation. All you have to do is call this number. Ready? 353-9300. 401-353-9300. Now, they're licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. And it's very simple. Let them help you save money. How would you like an additional $200 a month or $300 a month or more? Let Scott and Alex help you save money. Imagine saving $300 a month. Folks, in the course of a year, that could be close to $4,000 that you get to keep. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence. Look for them on Facebook and also their website is com. But call them right now, 401-353-9300. And it's so simple. Let them help you save money AE Mazigre Insurance Services 401 353 9300 Well folks good afternoon it's 124 on this Tuesday we'll continue the Biden watch tomorrow tomorrow i will be uh, broadcasting and at Governor Armando's press briefing that's tomorrow one and there's a lot of information that's going to be coming out here's what we're going to do we're going to take a quick break but stay tuned a lot more ahead right here. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DiPietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks whether it's wintertime spring or summer they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let JKL Engineering let them design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90 percent. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new insulation replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory, authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it, being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying, J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, second to none. Whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at J.K.L., 401 351-7600. 351 7600. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. JKL 401 351 7600. You're listening to the John DePetro show, folks. Weekdays we start at 11, we go till 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. It's time for our segment politics this week join me he is the managing editor of oceanstatecorrent.com it's justin katz and justin let's start off with um, well saturday night there was a protest saturday at the rhode island state house of the uh protesters have been hanging around walking around the city and lo and behold they end up saturday night in front of the home of governor gina raimondo and whereas last time they were there for a very brief period of time and chanting and so forth this time uh they stayed they stayed for they were there a good 90 minutes they had food i'm also hearing that it's possible the restaurant that provided the food to them offered to buy them dinner if they would uh, protest in front of the governor's house she was not there but um the police i was there providence and also rhode island uh, state police they basically let them just stand there at a bullhorn, uh, yelling obscenities, demanding a meeting with her and that this is all part of the the whole element of the um, the situation about the defunding of the police.
2: Well, I mean, in that regard, the, <laughs> their demands are, are pretty unserious. I think they want a, a 70% reduction in a, the budget of the province police this year. All of that to go to general, generally progressive causes and, and affordable housing and that sort of thing uh so that it's not terribly serious Uh, the majority of them are white it's not clear how many actually live in a city and certainly how many actually live in in kind of dangerous parts of the city nationally we see that the people who actually live in neighborhoods where a lot of these these incidents happen between police and black men generally uh the people in those neighborhoods don't really want the police to go away because they know they help to keep some level of security so there's there's some level of unseriousness about the demands and nationally we're seeing politicians start to back away from it it a a bit uh what will be interesting to see is whether the people in neighborhoods that are affected by these you know now that the protests and we're seeing this nationally uh, now that they're moving out of those poorer neighborhoods um in, into neighborhoods such as Gina Raimondo's or the incident uh, in the South where the, the the lawyer and his wife went out with, with guns to ward people off their, their property. It was, it'll be interesting to see if people start pushing back and demanding, you know, we can't have protesters on our block shouting swear words for 90 minutes every night. Uh, so that's, that's going to be an interesting balance to see. And I wonder how many how many people quietly are changing their point of view on a, on a lot of issues i, I mean you, you see as i mentioned with the lawyer with the gun uh, apparently he was a democrat out there you know wielding a weapon you you wonder if a lot of people are starting to think you know what maybe we do need to be able to have guns maybe we do need to move away from these progressive identity politics and the they probably won't say it out loud, so that that would create the opportunity for you know the the silent majority and kind of surprise turns of events in the elections and so those will be the indicators that i 'll be watching for and you can hope for change, probably not in Rhode Island though there were a couple just side notes about this they um they would
0: not give interviews to the media, and there were you know uh, the uh obviously the journal was there in the globe and the television stations they did have printed cards they were handing out now usually i just got the impression that they were sent there that they were instructed you know get there do this do that bullhorns they did have uh, uh, dinner provided to them by the way this was on a saturday night when rhode islanders if you had more than 15 right you're going to get uh, called called the, the stitch line or whatever you want to call it and then you know, the, the police should be $500 fines. He who had, I counted about 30 of them at one point, but it was tough to tell because they kind of come and go. And then there was some with them, they're young. Some of them, there were a couple of older people, but definitely young. I also heard the leader at one point say to someone, what time is it, 7.30? Oh, okay, all right, then at 7.30 we can go. So if that was truly like they were in charge it'd be maybe they're going to stay there till nine o'clock ten o'clock what are you going to do but it almost to me it it, it rang as if someone said and stay there till 7 30 or you know I'll give you this if you go till seven thirty. um what do you think what should Governor Raimondo do should she meet with meet with them
2: well I, I don't think so and you know as you indicate <laughs> it's, it's not impossible that these are kind of paid protesters who just you know, here's some money, go hang out here for an hour and a half. Go was the bullhorn, have some fun uh, toward a political end. And so I, if she, if she meets with them or to the extent this kind of behavior gets, gets anything uh, it just in, encourages it uh, and creates the opportunity for more of it. And the, the, to some extent she can't meeting with them, not meeting with them help because they're getting the news media coverage uh, that they they want. And as you indicate on your website, they, they just the news media is not going to neighbor's houses. What do you think of this? No. Uh, they're not they're not looking into who's funding it uh, or what? All right, who brought you that food? You know, they. I saw that they said it was homemade food. All right, that seems kind of right, somebody's bringing trays of homemade food to an hour and a half, a spontaneous hour and a half protest. Uh, there's a lot that starts to not add up. And it's not being covered because the narrative is these are just mostly peaceful protests responding to justice uh, from the police. And so I I don't think the governor should meet with them. I think, as I said earlier, nationally, some of the politicians are moving away from this because once once you start asking voters, what do you think of the idea of defunding police by 70 percent in one year? you're going to get a lot of people saying, yeah, I'm not so in favor of that. And I, I so I, I think we're going to see this marginalized, but it'll keep going because, you know, it's an election year ploy. I mean, we, it, you can almost set your, set your calendar once you, it's like a reminder, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to remind, to remind yourself to vote in November because you just watch for the the race marches uh, and the news coverage of, of injustice in the streets and that kind of thing. Uh, so uh, there's, there'd be no point to meeting with them from the governor's perspective because it's, it's, it's really – all indications seem to be it's a political action. And until that's politically helpful for the governor, which I don't think it is, she probably won't meet with them. Just um, uh, two other quick notes on that. Number one,
0: as you know, the governor has nothing to do with the budget of the Providence Police. That would be Mayor Alorza. They have been to Alorza's house – and by the way, something else that was not mentioned in any of the reporting on this, and even I just, but the last time uh, this group was out was they, they spray painted, they vandalized Councilman Igliosi's home, and they uh, put you know they damaged his vehicle and flattened his tires. So I would just you know um, like to see a little more. There was no purpose there other than just being a complete stunt. And let's go into what was your thought on Governor Mundo uh, announced last week because Rhode Island's numbers are ticking up that there is this uh, hotline established now with the Rhode Island State Police that you're supposed to call, uh, say, hey, my neighbor has more than 15 people. Uh, the police, the, the way I understand the state police, then call whatever your community is. But they are the the main part of this and then, um, and then as a result of that, they could be up to $500 fines. What do you think of that, Justin Katz?
2: Well, not just that. It could be, my understanding, $500 per person. Per person. So per person, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're over 15, you're talking about a, a minimum fine of $8,000 uh, altogether, yeah. uh, which is, if you put it that way, I mean, $500 sounds like a lot, but it almost seems like they picked it to sound like a lot, but people would kind of say, all right, that's not, you won't break the bank, but if you're talking 8,000 and if you acknowledge that number, it really starts to point the, a finger at what this this kind of overreach looks like. And the idea that we have a a whole unit, a new unit in the state police to crack okay. down on gatherings on private property, uh, you start to wonder where is that silent majority speaking up and saying we're not going to accept this. Uh, and so, I, I mean, that may have to wait until people start actually feeling the, the crunch on it. Uh, But the what really jumps out at me is the numbers do not substantiate or justify the escalating like this. I mean, they basically we've hit our it seems like looking at the numbers, we've hit a steady stream of this is what we're going to have at this level of activity at this time of year with this virus. I just it's not it's not escalating. So if we've got all these I mean, it's what, 100 people testing positive a day. Hospitalizations have been steady. And keep in mind, we're we're not talking people who are in the hospital because of the disease. They're just, they're there, they're tested, and they test positive while they're in the hospital for whatever reason, they're in the hospital. And deaths are almost almost non-existent at this point, one to two a day. Uh, and again, possibly not even because of the disease, just with the disease. So the idea that with that those results, And that's what we're seeing in the numbers that we have to crack down to the extent of creating a new uh, police, uh, a new unit in a police department uh, to, and asking neighbors to snitch on each other. It's, it's very disturbing. And I, I hope people start to start to wake up to that, even if we're even if you're frightened of the disease, even if you're wholly on board with the idea that people shouldn't be gathering, everybody should be wearing masks, et cetera, et cetera. We're giving up quite a lot and we're ceding a lot of ground uh, to government and specifically to a single politician and governor to make these decrees that suddenly we all have to follow. And that's that's very disturbing. You know, do you think also um, it wasn't fully
0: established, and I was the one there even asking the question, but is the fine really, for instance, if it's if it's 20 people. Are the first 15 not fined? It's only maybe the five after that. I, I'm very anxious to find out on Wednesday if there's anyone actually find, or just wonder, you know, um, is this really designed for that? You know what else I, I wanted to mention is I believe Massachusetts, their gathering numbers 50. So you have two states. We're on the hot list. They're not. We're at 15 people. Massachusetts no gatherings, no more than 50 people. That, that's another problem with it, Justin, and that is just, you know, how do you have two states side by side, and that that's, and there's no mention. I haven't heard any type of mention of five hundred dollar fines in a, a stitch line in Massachusetts. Have you? Now, maybe they haven't. I just, but have you heard anything about that?
2: No, I haven't. And I think I think you're you're pointing to something that's important here. Is it's very, it's it's almost it's almost arbitrary and almost as if we're not supposed to take it seriously i mean and that's what happens when the governor starts making decrees we don't know what the fine, how it actually works who it applies to how it's imposed where it goes that's the kind of result you get when there's a deliberative process through the legislature or even through a regulatory body that's authorized by the legislature to impose fines you get this sort of detail of what this actually means so it, it almost sounds like a well, people aren't listening, so let's let's announce a fine, and we'll never actually use it, but it's there, and we can say it's there, and it'll scare people they're wearing their masks. And that that just becomes a an arbitrary political decision, and you can get that that can differ from one state to another because it's not actually serious, it's not actually responding to a problem. That it's it's just it's just a, a way to manipulate people, and so I, I that's how you end up with with these just arbitrary and foolish things I mean even in Massachusetts they had to kind of back off the idea with Governor Baker coming out and saying no Rhode Islanders you can still go grocery shopping in our state and it really emphasizes how how silly a lot of these these rules are that you know the same governors who are announcing new restrictions on their own authority are then backing off and saying well no we didn't really mean that and even Governor Raimondo with the with the fines and breaking up large gatherings. So oh, well, look, we're not looking to punish people. We're, if you don't have masks, we'll give you masks. And so it's immediate, it's almost like a carrot stick and you can't even take them seriously. And that, I think people tend to, as, a, as just being human beings, and they will, in this case, just start to ignore it and say, well, these people are just talking. And that, that starts to, if it is actually a dangerous pandemic, that's a very dangerous place to be.
0: Folks, our segment is Politics This Week. He's uh, Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. A lot more ahead. Leave it right here. Uh, Quick break on the John DiPietro Show. This portion of the John DiPietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. 401-392-1025. 401-392-1025. Or online. They have a great website, LawnDoctor.com. Com. What do they do? Well, Outdoor Pest Control. Annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctorate Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today. 401-392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate, 401 401- Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time release fertilizer, professional blend of high calcium line, Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's LawnDoctor.com or call them today, 401-392-1025,
3: Lawn Doctor. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
0: Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals call lead today at 401-434-8900 leo has over 40 years experience it's V E R O vero industries they will buy gold silver other precious metals old broken new silverware jewelry serving trays tea coffee sets or pieces listen why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need call leo at Vero Industries, 401-434-8900. Impeccable reputation. Folks, they know the industry better than anyone, and they'll give you what it's worth. Your gold, silver, also a buyer of individual coins, coin collections, watches, half-earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, and other precious metals? Call Leo, 401 434 8900. Weekend evening appointments are available to locations or at your location, their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them Vero Industries 401 434 8900. Listen, get cash for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have. Call Leo 401 434 8900 one more time. Four three four, eighty nine hundred. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor of OceanSafe.com. Justin, I want to just say again uh, on what happened when Governor Rondo was announcing more restrictions. What do you make of the fact that um, even though she's saying that the large gatherings are what's causing it, suddenly they said that bars had to close at... 11 o'clock and when asked why 11 they didn't seem to really be able to come up with a number but I also find I don't think it to me it makes no sense and that is you have Block Island had zero cases Uh, Narragansett one day had zero cases Westerly had zero cases Providence had 198 to 200 cases what do you think of the bars being told the bar area must be emptied out they have to close at 11 and you also have the situation that I really have a problem with, and that is that everyone's treated the same, even though this is prime time for tourism season in Narragansett, and Block Island, and Westerly. They're treated the same as a bar in Providence Central Falls that has to close at 11 o'clock.
2: Well, that's more evidence that this isn't, you know, the science-based decision making. It's just kind of arbitrary picking at, it. and it's easy to say, okay, we have to you have to close your bars. Here's here's how I'm enforcing this rule. People, take me seriously. We're closing the bars at 11. Uh, you know, it's 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 almost like just picking on somebody because it's hard to argue. No, no, this is critical that people can't, need to be able to stand at a bar until one o'clock. I mean, <laughs> you can't right. really do that. So it's it's picking on something that's that's easy to go after. Um, and now, although it does hurt, even some of Rhode Island, uh, we're, we're kind of in a position where a lot of our our. The the groups like Chambers of Commerce and Hospitality Association that should should have been pushing back on these things for months. They're they're really they don't function properly in Rhode Island, and so they don't really serve their members' interests, in my opinion. But even they are starting to say, "Come on now, people have to earn a living." This is really starting to to take a a bite in the middle of tourist season. Uh, So it's and as you as you say, the numbers just don't justify this. I mean, the governor starts to release numbers to to explain. Thing. So, for, for example, with schools, she's setting a limit of 100 what is hundred people per 100,000 in your town can't test positive in a week uh, or else you can't have fully open schools. So, to back this up, she releases numbers of town by town how many people are testing positive. And in most towns in Rhode Island, they do a little less than five because they don't want you be, to be able to identify people. So, it's you know, one to four people uh, per week. And if, if the average disease lasts two weeks... Say that's that means you're you're talking you know one to what six people in a town of sixteen to twenty thousand for example in in Rhode Island how is it rational to just blanket across the state impose these rules on on businesses it's it's not and we really need to start asking where is this authority coming from i mean we're we're supposedly under emergency rules but in my view if you're i mean if you read the laws on on the emergencies, it talks about things like shutting down a a block or marking off areas that people can't enter. That's because it's meant to be, you know, here there was an explosion here, there's a gas leak here, or there's, you know, whatever, sinkholes or plagues in this this little area here. Instead, we're getting broad statewide basis, and it applies no matter what, and apparently no matter what the numbers are. I mean, at some point, we have to say, this isn't even a pandemic. It's just a, a virus that's new. We don't know a lot about it. Does that mean... We, well, we don't know what this is, let's shut everything down and give the governor total authority to do whatever she wants. Uh, you, you have to hope at some point um, people will start to push back, and, and maybe they will, but, but it won't be within, maybe it won't happen until you know some months from now or a year from now when we really see the economic wreckage and the damage to people's lives that's being caused by this arbitrary rulemaking. Yeah. And I'll say, Justin, I mean, we're five months into it. I, I don't know
0: when some people are going to start to push back. There is an overarching theme, though, that no matter what no matter what kind of job, you know, 80 percent of the places do say um, it's constantly. It doesn't seem to matter because then you're just punished along with those that don't do it correctly. So I think you also then they start to take incentive away if, if it goes across the board. And it's just arbitrary. All right, that's it. Everybody has to close or 11 or everyone has to do that. What, what's what's? There's no incentive to do it the right way if you're just going to be treated along with the ones that don't do it the right way.
2: Yeah, and that's been one of the more – even people who I thought were independently minded in <laughs> retirement, there's a, oh, well, we all have to suffer now because a few didn't follow the rules. No, that's yeah. not how it works. It shouldn't work. It, it's not how – in the classroom when one person, one kid's talking and the teacher – makes everybody stay after school for an hour, that's injustice. I mean, if you want to talk about injustice, that's what it looks like. Uh, but instead, there's, it's almost like we've been trained to accept this idea that, well, well, we are a state, and some people in the state are misbehaving, so now we all have to suffer. I mean, when did we become children? Uh, that's an, that's a, a question I think we need to start asking ourselves.
0: You know, on one other area I just want to explore in this is, and you and I have talked about it, but I, I was questioning Dr. Scott. About what, why is, think about this why is Block Island with zero cases, why are they being treated the same as Providence that has 200 cases? And she talks about equity, and it's important to say that the virus can go anywhere in the state. And to me, Justin, this becomes a political argument where they don't want to just, uh, you know, the restrictions and where they need to crack down and maybe do more of a focus on testing is. Three areas: Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls. Those are three school areas that are not going back in person because of what their testing numbers are. So, to me, it just makes no sense. Other than it's a that is a political agenda that you, for some reason, feel everyone should be treated the same, even though, as we know, there's a huge difference between say, Narragansett
2: and Pawtucket. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that starts to get to a great point. I mean, I'd say the. <laughs> The equity idea, and I mean, there's a, there's a reasonable there's reasonable argument to be made there, right? It's it's just it's kind of not fair if if the least uh, the the least wealthy communities uh, or the communities that need the most help and the most services can't get them uh, because their numbers are high, while other communities can because their numbers are low. Even though those other communities are, are kind of of the kind that can better absorb economic and, and educational shock, uh, but that we, we go the wrong direction and that's that's a kind of a hallmark of progressive governance is well, we can't we can't apply the rules that hurt these people who need help. Uh, so we have to hurt everybody in order to be fair about it and rather than actually trying to solve the initial problems. and I, once you once it starts becoming political, you have to you have to wonder, how much else is political. Even in the urban areas where you're talking about, so the for, for schools, for example, I mentioned the 100 people per 100,000. Most communities in Rhode Island do not have 100,000 people. So you're talking about a fraction of that. So in Central Falls, you have just under 20,000 people. That means if in a given week, more than 20 test positive, you can't open schools. That to me is an absurd standard. And if you're going to enforce that standard, why are you doing that? Well, we're seeing a lot of teachers and special interests in the labor's union labor unions pushing to not go back to school so as we discussed last week it's like the communities that most need to, the structured learning environment have the strongest special interests pushing back against that and that's i think could be the origin of a lot of this as well well, we can't go against the union in Providence and Central Falls, so we have to follow, we have to kind of kowtow to them, which means we have to pretend those areas are are dangerous hotspots and children are in trouble. And if we're doing that, then we can't let the rest of the state go free. And so this is how... But the political thinking gets you to this point. I mean, it, um, the, the director of health the other day was talking about uh, the importance of wearing masks. And she said, you're very likely to catch the disease. If you're in a crowd with no mask, that's only true. And I wrote about this on OceanStateCurrent.com. That's only true. If somebody in the crowd has it, if nobody has it. And as we say, even in a city like Providence, we're, you're talking about a, a couple hundred people who have it in a city of 160,000, I think something around there. No, The odds of actually bumping into somebody who has it are really small. And so that's – wearing a mask doesn't matter. But it all goes back to the, the political need, the, the need to make it sound like a bigger thing than it is. Uh, the, you need to make it sound like we need to shut bars at 11 and have a police unit. It all comes back to that question of are we really making – decisions based on the science and based on uh, the, the math of the situation or is it really just come down to politics and we kind of cover it up with some numbers and some statistics and some statement from some doctor somewhere in a, on the planet uh, that's that's i think where we are and I, it speaks to the, the unhealthy state of our politics these days Folks, our segment is politics this week with uh,
0: Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. A lot more ahead. Leave it right here on the John DePetro Show. It's John DePetro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website DiPietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Autobody, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job. With me, I mean, that's, there was only one place I was going to bring it. I needed to get my car fixed. Now listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Autobody, 272 3340 272 Thirty three forty, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, bring it to West Fountain. 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety
3: Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com.
0: A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call today. Free consultation. It's Scott and Alex. 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazzica Insurance Services. Located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call. Free consultation. 401 401- 353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV, an off-road vehicle. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401-353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. AE Mazika Insurance Services 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence why not let them help you save money give yourself a raise 401 353-9300 look for them on Facebook and their website is aemazika.com You're listening to the John DePetro show Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's a.m. 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it to Petro.com, depetr com. right on the top on the left-hand side. You'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that on the dashboard at the website – You'll see where it says radio show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on radio show and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. Mega logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. M-E-G-A, MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 401- Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MIGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.